I bring the shorty closer, just enough to fill the gun on the holster. Out on the balcony, feeling on the breeze. City skylines, we're puffing on some trees. Cup of honey on the rocks with the soda. Made back front of the building with the chauffeur. And he waiting on me, got him rolling in his hands and my name in the seats. No gift, baby, no thanks, no chinchillas, baby. So what happened to Frank? No phone calls, transactions hand in hand. Give the drugs to Rick, the money to Benny Banks. Talk to crazy, he talks to me. Keep my business out the streets. It's the ARC. Online. Um, it's already up on YouTube. We are live on YouTube. Just waiting for this thing to go in, so I could mute the YouTube channel. Yeah. Welcome to YouTube. Oh, it's already muted. Look at that. Look at that. Toma. So, welcome to the show, everybody. We are here. Craze Boogie is here. Jayla will be on shortly. Our guest today is Magnus Alpha designer Omi Diaz. Welcome to the show. Unfortunately, we can't record this live from the monkey room and watch the how we (laughs) want to do things. Uh, We have to do this virtually. Omi's live from LA. Thank you for coming on. No doubt. Uh, you ready to get through this, man? These are some tough questions. <laughs> Yo, man, with this heat wave, I can get through anything out here, man. Yo, <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about that. Rick, do your intro, please. Let's go. I want to talk about some stuff. So, no, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, I want to say happy birthday to Jen, uh, yeah. Justin's wife. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday. Justin's our director, producer. Justin is the director, producer, and editor of the show. Reason why he's not here right now. Jayla will Obvious reasons. Here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if it's his wife's birthday, happy wife, happy life, you know. Yep. So that's why Justin's not here. But understood. Hey, you want you want to talk about this heat wave? Yo, I really do. I want to know what's going on out there because I feel like I've been back here already a couple of years. Um, but I was out there in Jan- I was out there literally right before all the shit started going crazy at the end of January. And um, you know, I heard it wasn't bad. Then I heard it's going fucking crazy out there. And I follow some people, but I don't really know. Like, what's going on, bro? I heard there's a huge heat wave. I heard COVID crazy cases are going crazy. What's good? What's good in LA, man? Yeah, right now it's like last I checked, was, I just got back. I had to make a quick run. It was like 102 out there. So, you know, and you feel it. The minute you walk out from your crib into the outside, it's like, oh, all right, it's, it's, it's legit. It's hot. It's, your, your skin starts to, like, sizzle the minute you step out. So you're stepping out in tank tops and flip-flops, I'm imagining. Not really. I mean, I jump into my car, I blast the AC. You know, I ain't trying to walk out there. You know, it's Cali, you know? We ain't walking. Nobody walks. You, you don't got a, a, a Magnus Alpha tank top? Yo. Magnus Alpha chancletas that you just flip on when you're coming out the studio? The chancletas are on the works, but the tank tops? Nah, I don't do the thing. I don't do that 50 cent joint. The 50 cent joint where it's like mad high up here and shit. Hell yeah. Nah, I don't do that. <laughs> They kind of, 50s look like a bra. I don't know what he was trying to make happen. It look like a strap. Yeah, yeah, no, I, don't, I don't do that. Yo, homie, so, nah, nah, I you. ain't fit for that. <laughs> Tell us about, a little bit about What's you. Up? Like, where, uh, where are you from? You mentioned off the air, you're from New York, right? So give us a little bit of background. Where you from? How you grew up? 
Yeah, man. Born and raised in Queens, man. Flushing. I was born in Jamaica Hospital, so right there, you know. <laughs> no, Mike, yeah, so yeah, man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I see that. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, man. Born and raised in Queens, Flushing. Um, and then, uh, yeah, man. I grew up in right there, man. Right off of Main Street, right by the Seven Line, you know. So I literally took the Seven Line from beginning to end. Almost got him every day of my life, you know, from the age of like nine when I was skateboarding. I started skateboarding around eight and then around nine. And then I would say around 10 or 11, I started hitting the city. So I would take the train from Main Street all the way to back and forth, Times Square and in between. So That's Mahina did the seven line. I was repping the seven line. That's for real. So Main Street is the worst. I compare that and Roosevelt <laughs> on the, you know where I'm going with this. Main Street on seven. <laughs> And the E, Roosevelt E, if you ain't never been on a train before, there's no room in the platforms. And once you come out on Main Street, it's just like you got to walk on the street. You can't walk on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, man, I, call, I call it Flushan Kwans. <laughs> and you, and I, so call, you I call it Flushan Kwans. Why's that? Well, it's all, it's all like, you know, it's Asian, now, predominantly Asian in Flushing. Yo, I mean, they got it's some great mainstream. So, I mean, Korean the signs are, in, are, are, you know. Yo, that's some and that's no disrespect to my home, but I, I wanted to give it that new name. I feel that. I feel that. And so, you're, you're, background-wise, you are Dominican, right? I think it froze. It froze up. You got him back? Yeah, we got him back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah, my parents were born. My boy, my parents were born in DR. What part of DR? That's crazy. It's always follow up question because he needs to know exactly where. Like to know. To know how Dominican you are. Yes. Interrogation. <laughs> I want to know we cousins, maybe. Yeah, you never know, man. Well, my dad, my dad was born in Puerto Plata. My mom was born in Santiago, in Guayabal. But they were both raised in the capital, in Los Minas. Literally, they were both raised in the same turning streets, like literally in Los Minas. And my dad and my mom knew each other as little kids, but my dad's six years older. So when he was, you know, eight, she was like two. You know what I'm saying? So they never hung out as kids, but my dad ran the streets with her brothers, her older brothers. My mom is the second to youngest. Okay. So it's crazy. Like, you know, they met like, that's nuts. Shout out to Mina. Whatever, 15 years, 17 years later. Yeah, man. Wow. Wow. Shout out Minas. Now, you went from a kid in Queens uh, to a designer in Los Angeles, like a skateboarder in Queens to a designer in Los Angeles. You got a line called Magnus Alpha. What, what happened in between that gap right there? How'd you get into designing or... Was designing the main thing, or were you just into creating? I was into creating from the very beginning. I was, as a little kid, I would always draw the comic books, try to copy the comic books. And then, you know, that was like my intro to like artwork. You know, I was inspired by the comics. And then I got into skateboarding because I just flowed into it. And then the graphics on the skateboards got me all excited and, and inspired. The skateboarding videos got me excited and inspired. And then all the way the way skaters dress, we had our own dress code, you know, so that all of that culmination of different mediums of, fa of, of art just clashed together. They mashed up. And that's how I got into art. And then I went to art school. You know, I went to Bayside High School for art. 
And then I went to Parsons School of Design for Art. Wow, okay. So how did Magnus Alpha come about? And explain a little bit of yeah. history of the brand. So real quick, just to back it up, I went to Parsons after I graduated from Parsons. I graduated in 2001, May. And you know what happened in September of 2001? We yeah. had 9-11. <laughs> so basically, so I, I had a rough time finding a, a job in the art world. I had a lot of freelance gigs, but I never had like a real like full-time job in the art world. So I ended up taking a job with Apple Computer in Soho. So I opened that store with them. And that was like, that was just like the launching pad. I started networking with mad different people. And then DC Shoes, you know DC Shoes, right? Yes. If you yeah. into skating or you know a little bit about skating, you know what DC is. Yeah, so DC Shoes ended up hiring me. They, they plucked me out of Apple and they moved me out of San Diego, California to run their uh, lifestyle division. So I was the product line manager, which I had the merchandise come up with the colors, the materials of the shoes. And I hit the ground running because they just saw that, I, you know, they saw the natural, you know, fit. I was a skateboarder. I was now an Apple. I was a creative. They were just like, yo, this is the guy. We need to hire him. And um, to, to tell you a little bit how crazy life is, you know, John Buscemi? Yeah. You know I Buscemi know. Shoes? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I replaced John Buscemi at DC Shoes. He pieced out to do his own thing. And then obviously DC Shoes was looking for somebody. And then we had developed a relationship while I was working at Apple. And they were like, yo, this is our guy, you know? So anyways, I moved to San Diego, hit the ground running, you know, uh, over five years with DC. Then I did Palladium Boots and I did K-Swiss. And that's Maybe. it, man, I had have, I have my 10 year degree. I was like, all right, it's time for me to do my own thing now, you know? And mm -hmm. then Magnus Alpha was born. Now, for people who aren't, first of all, there's a pair of kicks that you designed that to me, I need to get those. And I, and I, I will accomplish that goal. Um, I'll talk about those later on. But for people who haven't seen Magnus Alpha, there's also a mission statement behind it. Um, there's a purpose behind every piece you design. Um, what are some of the designs and your creative process on doing those designs? And where does the inspiration come from? So with Magnus, I wanted to touch on my roots and where I come from. So obviously, kid from Queens. I'm a product of an immigrant. My parents are from DR. So that was like the basis of the foundation of the brand that I would I would create someday. I always had that in my back pocket. I'm like, if I'm going to ever do something, that has to be at the root of it somehow in some form. So with Magnus, it's alpha. Mm -hmm. So Magnus in Latin means great. And alpha in Latin means dominance. So the translation of Magnus Alpha in English is great dominance. And the idea is that great dominance over your own identity, not over somebody else. You know, it's not like, yo, I'm going to dominate you. No, you got to work on dominating yourself and understanding who you are before you can take the next step. So that was the, that was, that was what the meaning of the, the brand was. And then all the, the product was labeled POAI, product of an immigrant. So it was product of an immigrant high top, product of an immigrant you know, POAI backpack, POI, et cetera. So that was like the whole little acronym for the brand was POAI. And then that's what I've been hitting the ground running lately, man, just building stories off of that because there's an endless amount of stories and there's people from all over the world that can relate to that message. I'm a product of an immigrant. Yeah, I am. I was born here, but my parents and the culture that I was brought up in is not from here. And I apply that to my everyday life. So I felt that that was something everybody could, you know, get down with. Now, if you're... 
let's say, would you take inspiration from other cultures besides, obviously, the skateboard culture, the Dominican culture? Let's say there's a heavy influence on a story from an Asian immigrant where you want to try to tell their story by design. Would you venture off into that or you're just strictly, you have an idea of what you want to do or, or maybe this is something down the line that you're going to do? Yeah, the idea is to touch the world. You know, the idea is not to be, you know, isolated or, you know, confined to like my own roots. It's about telling more. Of, it's more about telling other people's stories, not just mine. You know, my obviously my stories first because I'm, the, you know, I got to work on myself. And that's what the brand's yeah. about, having great dominance of your identity. So I got to start with me, with my with my story and my experience. And then it's going to continue on and tell other stories you know, from people from different walks of life, you know, from Asian countries to Latin American countries, European countries. Because again, like, you know, the, the, the world is pretty much made up of product of immigrants, you know, no, you know, the, the natives are very few and far in between nowadays. When I go, yeah. when I go to, when I go to Europe, especially like Paris, or when I'm in like all different countries, they think I'm from there. Because I look like I'm another guy that's walking on the street, because I don't look uh, you know, nobody, nobody could tell that I'm Dominican. They'd be thinking I'm, you know, like Muslim or something, or, or they think I'm Moroccan or they think, yo, I get everything, but Dominican. So it's, it just goes to show that we're all products of an immigrant that as much as we can pinpoint somebody by a certain look like, oh, I could tell that's, that's like, that gets more and more ambiguous every day. You know what I mean? You know, you go to DR and there's mad Asians in DR and they're Asian. And Jewish people and, you know, bunch of, yeah. Also, on the flip flip coin of that, you probably got this too. Oh, you don't look Dominican. You know, when they ask me the question, oh, wait, what's your yeah. background? Oh, I'm Dominican. Uh -huh. Oh, but you don't look Dominican. And immediately in my mind, my initial response is like, well, what the hell does a Dominican look like? Exactly. Uh, last time I checked, we come in all shapes and sizes, flavors and colors. And that, that just applies to every race, you know, in every culture. And that's the word culture. That's what it's all about. It's more like you're of the Dominican culture. Not You're not, you know, the Indians, the Quisqueya, like all that, they're, they're long gone. You know what I'm saying? Like that lineage is like so mixed and so like, I don't want to say diluted, but they're, they're now, they have the richness of other genes. You know, it's like hard to find somebody that is like, yo, you are, a spitting image DNA of the Indians before Colón. You know what I'm saying? That's just impossible these days. We are melting pot. That's straight up. DR, DR is a good example of that, like globally. Like, if you think about how many different types of cultures kind of converge there sometimes, um, even just in like it being such a tourist, you know, destination, and so many people that we see a lot of people that are from the US that are now investing and going and moving into DR. And so, like, you see yeah. all the time from different countries. You're kind of whispering there, Grace. Are you, are, you, are you trying to make, are you trying to, you trying to play with all me? Can you hear me, bro? <laughs> can you hear me, bro? No, yeah, I can hear you now. It's just when you lean back a little bit, I lost you a little bit. Bro, I gotta take this, I gotta take this like. Or well, um, maybe it's just that I'm deaf. I think you're deaf. Homie, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. See? I'll get my hearing checked. It's years of listening to Linkin Park and rock bands and all that shit. Are <laughs> you you're a Linkin Park fan? Big time, man. Big time, big time. Yeah, I, wor I worked with Mike Shinoda on his shoes at DC. You did? Wow, bro. That's amazing, bro. That's one of the things about, I feel like, about the type of work that you do. Even just talking about being a sneaker 
designer and that world. And it's like, it touches so many. Right now, sneaker sneaker culture is its own culture, right? And like, I feel like- 100%. There's so many people that are involved in it. So many, like, I don't want to say like unsung heroes, but like, you don't really see them necessarily in the mainstream. But you've worked on so many dope projects. Like, even the stuff that you've done with K-Swiss, like the kids stuff that you did, there's like a character that you partnered up with. Um, I don't, I forget the name. What's the Lippy. Lippy, is that? And I feel like there's so, yeah. much, there's so much dope stuff that goes on with in sneaker culture. And it's like, yo, it's moving at the speed of light, honestly, with, with how much, how many people are coming up in that, in that world. I feel like you're one of the people that when I was in LA, I'm like, yo, I didn't even know there was like Dominican designers out there doing this shit. So I saw your products and I'm like, oh shit, bro. Like, people only think it's Oscar de la Renta and that's it. Exactly. That was my inspiration, boy. <laughs> I mean, hell of a man, hell of a designer, but he got, he, you know, he inspired a ton of people. You know, Cesar Perez talked about being inspired by Oscar de la Renta. Like he didn't, he, another Queens kid, he had no clue that he was Dominican. When he found out he was Dominican, he went crazy. He was like, I needed to learn more about this man. Yeah. Crazy, bro. So, people that were inspiration for you, bro. Yeah, that was our next question. Other inspirations for me, is it? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I was inspired a lot by, like I said, skateboarders, man. There was there was a whole bunch of skateboarders that were also artists. You know, they would they would make their own graphics for their boards and their t-shirts. So I mean, there's so many of them. But to me, like I, just going back to Oscar de la Renta, that was the thing that blew my mind. Because when I was young and I had, I used to, I would ask, one time I was asked by an aunt, yo, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be an artist. And she was like, yo, artists don't become, you know, famous or rich until after they're dead. You know, like Pablo Picasso. And I was like, oh, damn, quite a shutdown. <laughs> you know, and I was young. I was like 12 years old. And then my mom eventually later pointed Oscar de la Renta out in a perfume store. So I still didn't even know what the man looked like. I had no idea he existed. I didn't even know. Oscar de la Renta, period. I didn't even know that the name. I didn't know it was a fashion, nothing. I had no, no idea. She just hit me. Boom, one, two. Oscar de la Renta perfume. I was like, what's that? She's like, oh, he's Dominican. And I was like, oh, really? what? And she's like, he's alive. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, and he's famous and he's wealthy. I was like, whoa. I was like, ah, right. she hit me on the head. And I was like, wow, okay. So I can actually, this is legit. I can go for this. I can actually become an artist a designer or whatever. At the time, I didn't know the term. I was like, all right, cool. And I kept that in the back of my mind. And then fast forward, that was, I was 12 when she, she gave me that info. And I hadn't seen what he looked like until I was in high school, my senior year. I was taking Spanish, a Spanish class in high school and the teacher was Dominican. She was this beautiful lady, Dominican lady. And at that time I was kind of depressed because I didn't know if I, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I was at that point, I was already kind of, the art, art didn't seem like it was the dream anymore. It was just shut down, you know? And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Everybody's applying to the, the cliches of the world. You know, I want to go to law school or this or that. Nobody was talking about art. And I was in an art school. So I'm like, nobody's talking about going to art schools. Everybody's talking about everything else but art. And I'm like, damn, what am I doing? Anyways, that teacher, one day she says something and she goes like Oscar de la Renta. And she points. And this whole time she had a photo of him with him and his wife in the classroom. Wow. And I had saw the and I saw the photo some time ago in the class, but I never oh that's her dad. It was a family member or something? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh that's probably her dad because he looked like they looked like they could have been family. 
Anyways, so when she pointed to that, and I was like, oh, shit. From that day on, I was like, in, 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 uh, in my senior year in high school, I was like, I'm going to art school. It was like a reminder, like, yo, keep your faith, keep your, keep your dream alive. And I was like, so he became my inspiration more than once. And it was life throwing him at me. And I was like, and that was the first time I saw what he looked like. Imagínate, like from like 12 to like 17, all those years in between, I had never seen the man. You know what I mean? So that's why for him, he's the ultimate uh, inspiration because he organically popped, he was put in my life organically. They, they name dropped him organically when I was at like a point of like, either being shut down or lost. So I was like, wow, this is this this is happening for a reason, if anything. You know, let me go forward. And then here I am. Yeah, yeah, that was a well, when, when you sit down and you're going through your creative process, um, I'm imagining you're doing your fall line now. What are some things that you put in like you're like, okay, fall's coming up, I need this, I need I need a pair of kicks, I need this, I need that, or or is it different for you? Do you have do you have things that like you're doing something in life and you see something you're like, yo, I need to create this for that. Yeah. Is it like a set list where you already know where, where does it come from, the inspiration? And how do you get to creating a collection? So it's, I mean, with the training that I've had, you know, with the previous brands traveling the world, I would have to literally go on market research and, you know, a couple months before we would pen the paper on the ideas, even a list, we would go out and see what's what's needed or what's missing or what needs to be improved. And then we would come back and we would jot those ideas down and then we would, you know, edit it and be like, all right, what do we really need and what we don't need? Or what does the market really need? How much extra can we put in and how much can we take out at the end of the day? So that's obviously a, a learning that I've taken into my own business. So with everything that's going on right now, for me, fall is based on necessities, you know, mm -hmm. so... I have kids, obviously I got three kids and I'm home. Jayla's home with them. <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off. She's joining us live from, it looks like a car. Live, <laughs> live and in person, straight from a car, humiliatedly late. And I'm so sorry, homie. I really it, do apologize. Yo, should I go horizontal or, or her and I should stay vertical? You should stay vertical with her. It looks good. Um, we're being recorded in the speaker view and the gallery view. And our director, he chops it up later and he fixes it up. So you let me know if you want to go horizontal, I can switch it up. I'm feeling like you want to go horizontal. You just want to make Jella. Jella. Oh, now we're going to use me as the excuse. Is that what I came in here for? I see yeah. you. All right, I'll do horizontal too. I'm over here. Oh, my. <laughs> now there we go yeah man that's what's up he was in the middle of talking about uh going through uh his creative process and how he gets a collection together market research was the first piece you said that the fall is about necessity you mentioned yes and he said his theme is necessity for the fall that's awesome yeah Thank you. So yeah, so basically right now I have to look at the things that are, are needed in my surroundings and could uh, be necessary or accepted by others or be a solution for others. So for me right now, I'm home with the kids. Like two hours ago, I was Professor Diaz. I was literally homeschooling my kid. I had to freaking be, a, literally I had his principal on his Zoom call. Like it was crazy. I'm like, yo, I'm going through these lessons. Anyway, so 
I got the kids, you know, what happens with the kids? They're climbing over you. They're getting you dirty. They're just spilling stuff on you. And then you obviously don't want to get dressed up for a Zoom call. You want to be comfortable, but you don't want to be in your pajamas at the same time. You don't want to yeah. pull a Damon Wayans. I don't know if you ever saw the skit with Damon Wayans. He was addressing the school and he gets I've up and naked. Just <laughs> not, I was wearing boxer briefs in the bottom. <laughs> I just put on a nice little T-shirt. Nobody's going to, who's going to know? Who's yeah. going to know? So with that said, right now and be good. Yeah, but I uh, said, you know, those mistakes. La gente se paran y se olvidan to stop the recording, and they're like, "Oh shit!" No, and Rick, That's what good. Rick That's... doesn't understand, what Rick is is now learning. He's starting a new process as a dad, so he doesn't understand that that one millisecond that your kid goes to go drop something. He's living on a great stage yeah. right now. But when you got yeah. your kid and you're throwing, and you're throwing chocolate and you're like, Cayate! and you're running and all of a sudden your boxes are showing because you ran after your kids so they don't hurt themselves. Yeah, yeah. It He's not at that age yet. And a couple of people have told me they can't <laughs> wait for my son to be walking around and stuff. I was like, thanks. Let him grow up first and then he'll be running and walking. <laughs> Let me enjoy this piece first. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good process i mean i think you're you have a newborn also i think yours was born a, a week before mine maybe june 26th yeah, she was, uh she was born june uh 20th yeah you see six days so like it was crazy i was like everybody another thing is i'm having a baby now and everybody's having a baby like a lot of people that i know I'm like, oh, congratulations. Oh, this, I don't know what it was. Quarantine babies. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to say there was something in the water. Everybody <laughs> felt quarantine coming ahead of time. And they're like, nah, nah. I might have to get somebody pregnant, too. Crazy. You're, you're way late with that, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Hurry up, man. That way, you know, Jonas can have like a little friend. There you go. Anyways. So, so yeah. So at home with the kids. Yeah, so I had to design, I wanted to design a pair of pants that could, you know, be like stain resistant, mm -hmm. super comfortable. So that I'd, I'd have the feeling like I'm wearing pajamas, but I look like I'm, you know, dressed. Like I'm going to be out and like, I'd be like, damn, those pants are dope or whatever. Like, yo, the pants look fitting for the for where you're going into a lounge or a restaurant. So I wanted that, that, that feeling of comfort, but that looks like I'm dressed up. So I designed those pants. I don't know if you saw them on my Instagram. Oh, yeah. The and, the, and those are... Yeah, and those are the best things I've ever done because they're super lightweight. Thank you. They're super lightweight. They're, they're, they keep me cool, literally. And then, uh, and you know, it's, again, it's something that I feel like I could just jump in and out of bed with it and I don't have to change. So that was that was part of number one. I nailed that. I just finished it. The you second one. was that? You sold crazy on that part. Jumping out of bed and he's already ready. I'm going to get a yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and it, i'm telling you it, it, it works i'm like damn and then when you spill water on it it repels the water or the juice stains and i'm like yo tamo bien. okay seguimo. Oh. the next one was the 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 shirt the button-up shirt with the uh, mask inside of the sleeve you know so you put the, the mask in there you never forget your mask i'm working on another hoodie with a mask it's gonna be crazy i'm almost finished with it and By then the way, um i don't want to interrupt you but i'm going no to go ahead I've seen your shirts and just the way you dress. I think me and you have the exact same uh, stylist because plaid <laughs> is shit, bro. Is my shit. Yo, is oh, that skater? It's like a skater sheet. That's what it is, bro. I don't know what it is. This shit is just fire. <laughs> like, 
my wife will look at me when we're shopping. She's like, don't you have that exact same shirt? I was like, no, this has green and it has this color in it also. <laughs> um, I'm loving the fact that you're implementing that in your line. Like the uh, the red one that you did with the with the line on it. Yeah. Oh I got to look it up. I got to look it up. But I like that one. Anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, so those are the things I'm working on right now. Just little things that just throw a little touch on current times and the solutions that are, that are needed, you know. Sometimes people walk out their crib and they forget their mask. With my stuff, the mask will be inside, you know, in a compartment. The hoodie that I'm working on right now is going to be, I think, a game changer. And the pants, man, the pants are just incredible, bro. You know? How, how is it for you? Like, you know, obviously times are changing. So much time of uncertainty. I know we're all just adjusting to all of this. But how does that, like, as much as you want to think ahead to the future, I mean, obviously in New York City, because I'm from Florida originally, so it's mm -hmm. a little different because, you know, you could do the shorts, you could do the pants all year round. Pero you're here, you're thinking, okay, where are we going to be at with this come, you know, December, January, February? And, you know, like, how do you kind of plan for that and, and, and like incorporating what you're, you're working on? Yeah. So basically uh, with the training that I've had, I have to work, well, footwear companies, apparel companies to a certain extent work 18 months in advance. So that's become, you know, a training that I've had for the past 12 years now. So we always have to do the research based on, you know, the prior season. So I'm going to look back at last winter to see what I can update for this coming winter and add solutions that are necessary. Hence COVID, you know, they're going to need something that protects their, you know, their mouth and their nose, stuff like that. Those are just small little details, but there's a lot of materials that I can use that are, you know, uh, anti, you know, bacterial, you know, there's a lot of things that I could choose, you know, between material color you know weight so all these things have to be you know be in consideration when it comes down to like you know planning for the future so there's a lot of different layers to planning out your design so again the pants was because of my kids with the stains and then at the same time I don't want to change <laughs> I don't want to change I'm, I'm home all day I don't want to be oh I got a zoom call at three I gotta wear this oh I got a zoom call at nine and I gotta wear this like, nah, I'm, like, yeah, I'm done if I if I get up see if I get up or the camera falls they're gonna see <laughs> They're gonna see me in my You're pants. You're good. You're good. safe. <laughs> you know. You're not gonna be like Rick in his boxes. There you go. And, and I, there's a sports telecaster too that got up. He was wearing a a, a shirt, a tie, and a yep. jacket. I think I think it was a football player, a retired football player, and my man was in his boxers. Oh. I'm trying to remember who it was. But yeah. Live. There was a couple of those. There was a couple of those, bro. I think that approach, though, like. Just planning for stuff and trying to find solutions. That's a that's a different approach. I mean, I feel like maybe that's something where brands are going now, but I, I feel like I haven't really seen that. I think that's pretty innovative to me, at least. Uh, I'm not really a fashion guru necessarily, but the idea that you're you crazy. We can talk about you, sure. Yo, actually, there's a story behind this shirt. You know the story. I know it is. This is what this was one of uh, one of the care packages that Rick sent me. Him From and New York. When I was out in LA, they sent me this shirt as like a care package. This is from the Chinatown ice cream factory. One of my favorite. It's pretty good. Ice cream. But yeah, man, I feel like that's a finding solution for shit. You know, is like a, an approach that I just think is dope that I see in your clothing. And like, there's a lot of detail. There's a lot of stuff, intricate shit that a lot of thought that goes into it. And I feel like it's evident when we're looking at your stuff that maybe not a lot of 
other brands are, are doing stuff like that. So like, I feel like that approach just, is that, is that something that is just you and your approach or like, have, is that as a source of like, because of the brands you've been associated with um, in terms of like that innovative solution oriented approach? Uh, well, to be honest, it's, it's harder to make something simple. So that's the challenge. The challenge is how to simplify things. So well, the way I approach design is I might go crazy at first a little bit and add a lot of things. And then I have to take as much time, if not much more time in stripping away the unnecessary things, the things that have no purpose. You know what I'm saying? So if it doesn't have a purpose, I take it off. And especially if it's going to distract from the, the message you're trying to tell. So if you're trying to tell a, a particular message and you're like bedazzling it up or just, you know, over, <laughs> over, over dressing the shoe, you might, you, it might distract from, you know, your message. People might be like, I don't see that because I'm so distracted by this big button you put on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless, you know, your idea is to be crazy and have something that's wild, then that's, that's, that's a point of view and that's great. But for me, I try to simplify it so that I can, you know, allow people to hone in on the message or the detail and be like, yo, that detail stands out. I recognize your brand because of that detail, you know? So that's, that's one way to like market the brand where I see the consistent message, at least in this collection from the, the following collection. And so that you'll see little uh, repeat details in my collection and you'll be like, oh, I see that. I, only when you hold it close, you'll be like, oh, okay, I'm catching on to the little things that make a difference in either the quality or, or the materials, you know? So yeah, those are, that's what I was gonna say. Two things that I've noticed about your brand is A, the material and B, the story. So last year you did a purple shirt with the name Lourdes on it. Yeah. Um, there's a story behind that piece and I wanted you to elaborate on that. Sure. So basically, again, going back to my roots and how I came up, um, Again, the, the, the brand, the mantra of the brand is product of an immigrant, POAI. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was fitting to tell the story of my aunt, Lourdes. She was the first of the 13 brothers and sisters as a female to leave DR in the, wow. in the 60s. And she, she ventured out. Mind you, there's, you know, there's no way of knowing what New York really looks like. You have no idea what the winners are like. You have no idea. So she took that leap and she, and she bounced and she, she settled Jeez. up in New York. And then she brought all the other brothers and sisters and her parents little by little, you know? And she then reintroduced my mom to my dad. And they got married and they had- Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, to me, that was my way. If it wasn't for her, she's just as much as responsible. She's the closest thing responsible unbiologically to my existence, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So has she not taken that leap and left? And has she not, brought my mom over and take my mom to Central Park and be like, oh, remember him? And wow. then connect the dots, I wouldn't be here today. Wow. So wow. the reason why I did the reason why I did a purple shirt was because she passed away from Alzheimer's. And Alzheimer's Day coincides with Hispanic Heritage Month. So that was a story connection right yep. there. It's like I wanted to donate to Alzheimer's research during Hispanic Heritage Month. You know what I mean? So that was the whole deal with that. And again it tells the story of Magnus Alpha, having great dominance of your identity, understanding your roots, championing that first, and then, you know, paying homage to somebody else that paved the way for you or that, you know, opened the door for you, whatever, you know? That's the only way you could do that. You know, if you don't understand your, 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 your journey, 
you know, it's hard for you to really tell stories like that. I appreciate the fact that also um, the marketing strategy behind it, where you had each influencer or creative wear the shirt and then tell their particular story of who's there with this. Um, exactly. I'm curious to know if you'll be repeating something similar. Um, being as Hispanic Heritage Month is coming up soon, <clears throat> and you already spoke about your aunt, is there maybe something that you're coming up for? I think it's September 16th to October 16th. 15th. Yeah. They gave us some weird half month thing. They couldn't just say September, <laughs> that's yours. You can have that. Yeah, no, you can't have September. You're going to have half of September, half, half of October. Half of that one and half of the other one. So, is there <laughs> like something... all the Latino life, all complicados. <laughs> well, you know what it is? Mexican Independence Day is September 16th. So, yep. Um, yeah, that's how they started had... it. Imagine yeah. we just had, I just had Costa Rican Mother's Day on August 15th, you know, like I, 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 I celebrated two years around and, you know, I had to call my family and then other people were like, hey, happy Costa Rican Mother's Day. And like, those are just things, you know, a lot of people aren't used to. We're not, it's my culture, but it's not everybody else's yeah. culture. But the good thing is, I think Hispanic, Hispanic Heritage Month is, is growing and is being celebrated a lot more in the last, uh, I would say, five to 10 years. I agree. Um, so to get back to Omi, is there something similar that you're going to bring back? I'm working on a couple of things. I don't know if I'm going to do something as involved. I want to continue donating to uh, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's awareness, you mm -hmm. know, so that, that campaign is still going on. The product is still available. I'll keep making the product as long as people buy it. And, and I'll keep donating as, as long as I keep getting, you know, uh, sales from it. And uh, I will be doing, a, I've done already some things that's going to go towards it, but it's not product involved. And I didn't want to take away from that product. I figured, let me let that product rock. And the things that I'll be involved with will be obviously around Hispanic Heritage Month. I'll do a couple of, I, I got a couple of interviews and I, and I did an ad for another company. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, I think it's dope, man. It, it's that, that piece alone, it stands on, because one, there's a story behind the product, there's a story behind everything, the, the, the shirt, the material. Um, so, and it's, people love to do things where, okay, I'm buying this, but the proceeds are going to this. It makes somebody feel better when they're buying something or they're purchasing into it. Um, 100, yeah. And I, Let's think, talk I, think, about I think even even that that cause, you know, like my my grandfather slipped on a rock and hit his head and he, you know, went through dementia. Then he went through Alzheimer's oh, wow. and he eventually passed away from that. And it was all from just slipping on a rock and hitting his head at a young, wow. you know, at a at an older age. He hit his head at 84 and he survived until about 90 ish. But, you know, and then my grandma died about four years after that, a couple years after that. And, you know, it, it's it's one of those things. I, and, and the more like sometimes it's like I feel like sometimes we just don't talk about it. It's like mental illness. Like I feel like, you know, obviously Alzheimer's is a type of, you know, situation that a lot of Latinos just don't like to talk about those weaknesses and that, hey, my family went through that. My cousins went through that. My aunt's going through that. You know, I've met a couple people in my lifetime where it's like oh wow like we have that in common like it's so it feels nice to talk to somebody who like I can talk to about this that not a lot of people understand and I think that's very honorable 
example of like using your voice and using what you have and your creativeness and doing all of that to put a voice to all of this you know what I mean because it, it's it's not easy for us as Hispanics as Latinos as you know wherever category we want to put ourselves in to talk about any type of illnesses or mental illnesses or you know things that are very real and very very prominent in our in our community yeah you're brought yeah, up uh, you don't go to the hospital unless you're dying yeah literally complain about any yeah. of that um as a latina so and to touch on that while we're on that subject about latinos and mental health unfortunately you know one of the reasons why i did the campaign was because lots of the highest percentage affected by talked about and by in the next 10 years you know we're going to be dramatically the leader the lead like race suffering from the disease by like 40 percent above everyone else like ridiculous numbers the numbers are increasing so dramatically in our in our, in our community and our culture that it's something's got to give you know there's got to be more research involved you know in and studying our people versus just the other people. I mean, whites are the lowest, you know, then you have, you know, black, and then you have Spanish, like Latinos are way above, like way, way above. And I think that's at the root of the problem that we don't want to talk about it, that we don't want to face it, that we don't want to seek help early on or preventative measures. And that's the problem. So uh, another reason why I did it, I didn't want to like shock people, but I did talk about it that, you know, we have to take this into consideration because it's only going to affect us even more down the line. It's not like, yay, it's just an issue right now. It's not a COVID situation. This is like, this is, you know, a lifelong journey for any living person that they're going to see their loved ones go through. So a person like my aunt, everyone's got that tia, that, that father, that grandmother in their life. So, you know, if they don't want to see it happen to themselves and, ha and put their kids through it, they should buy the product or just donate. You know what I'm saying? Just to be like, hey, how do I get involved? So I don't put my kids through that. You know, what my aunt or my father, or my grandmother went through. So that was kind of the driving. I didn't want to make that the heart of the campaign. I just wanted to be like, yo, I went through it. Are you going through it? What do you want to do for yourself in this situation? How would you want to go down? I think you, uh, most Latinos didn't even know the fact that they are number one in that disease. Yeah. So just awareness itself I think will help out a lot. Awareness. Um, and, and like you said, it's important to have these resources to be able to donate because research is so mm -hmm. important to something like this because there's been so many different factors that people don't understand what leads to all of this. I've had conversations with people that say, hey, it's, we, you know, we stress. We're, as Latinos, we stress about everything. We worry, over worry about yeah. our families. We over worry about ourselves. We worry about doctors. We over worry about our kids. We over worry about this. And are we going to fail? Are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? Are we good enough? Are we not good enough? And like sometimes, you know, there are people saying that that stress alone is what's leading to dementia, what is leading to Alzheimer's, what's leading to Parkinson's, what's leading to all of these. When you're older, like, you know, it's hitting your system, your main core, like your core. And, and, you know, research is so important to that. And if we don't, if we are the number one leaders of like, hey, we're getting this and we're not doing the research, not even ourselves, but or giving money to find research for this. It's like, how are we going to help our kids, our kids, kids, our, our future generations in the future from not, you know, falling into this? Yeah, I mean, gener generational wealth doesn't necessarily allude to money. 
you know, mm-hmm. generational Amen. wealth is health. You know, it's 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 a, a, the bigger part of it is health. Generational wealth in health. It's you know, so this is just the type of little things that I like to throw in there with my brand and like the the, the conversations I like to have. You know, just give me all the health in the world. I'll figure out how to make myself wealthy. Uh, <laughs> that's why you know when I wish happy birthday to people, I say I wish you a ton of more birthdays to come, and I wish you happiness and healthy i wish you uh more happy and healthy birthdays to come that's my Amen. tagline um now yeah. i want to do something fun with homie so jada <laughs> can you get 20 seconds on somebody's phone please 20 seconds on a phone i need to call yes. Mustafa, darling i got you give me oh, one second little, give me one quick second i jeffrey's there shout out to her, jeffrey and i saw bella too uh, oh you saw bella say hi jeffrey yes. <laughs> I got my little squad with me, my daughter Bella. Say hi, Bella, really quick. Hi. She's been like, What's up? She's been in my shadows over here. She's my twin, legit. I can't see her, but all good. What's up? How many minutes? 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Oh, all right. What we're going to do is. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. Oh, I got, I got, oh, I got to get ready now? Yeah. yeah. Crazy challenge. Here we go, homie. 20 seconds. Oh, yeah, you're ready. You let me know. Basically, crazy challenge. Crazy challenges all our guests to a specific challenge. This week, we're repeating the Doodle Duel, where Omi and Craze will be designing an article of clothing. We're going to do two rounds. The first round is a sneaker. So, Omi has designed numerous sneakers in his career. Craze has never designed a sneaker. And Craze was complaining about 15 seconds last episode, so we're giving him an extra five this one. Yeah. <laughs> so, seconds, at least. Are you ready? Jayla, you got the clock ready for us? I'm ready. Darling, I'm ready on the count of three. One, two, two, three. Three, go. I can hear some pens going. I hear I hear the lunch. The little ten, ch- ten seconds, darling. Ten seconds. Woo! Okay. Five, four. Three, Damn, I gotta get my pen though. Two, you ain't gonna be able to see it. One. Pen <laughs> down. Let's see what's on the screen. Crazy, you go first. Let's see your sneaker. And oh, you went it, in. You went it in. It looks like a Yeezy slash. I don't know. Like, oh shit! I oh, see you, okay. crazy. He got the old school. You know, he was inspired by the Spice Girls. Uh, it kind of looks like a Jordan Yeezy combo. Okay. Okay. What's supposed to be a cloud? You know what I'm saying? A cloud. Okay. And Omi, what you got for us? I mean, I did it in pencil, but I then I went over a marker real quick. It would have an R in it for the rig show. You Ooh, see? Damn, he put the R in it, though? Bella, which one do you like out of the two? Craze, could you show her your piece as well? Oh. All right, Bella, Bella you're going to have you to pick. You a special judge today. Bella, which one do you like better, this one or this one? Oh, this is the hard Pick one. one. Ready? This Three, is the hard two, one. one. Pick one. She, she picked Craze. Craze, you got one. You got one. Okay, yeah. Craze. That looks so cool. <laughs> craze is like, yes. Yes. One. I was I was gonna go with Omi only because it had the Pokemon vibes. It had like Team Rocket, like. I was gonna go with the Omi because uh, first of all, it looks like more of my style. It has an R on it, 
And <laughs> crazy sneakers like so much to me. I don't really mess with Yeezys, but uh, so now we're gonna do shoot a hoodie. I think you know fall season is coming. Yeah, um, a fly hoodie. Any logo you want in the front, Jayla? Do we got a fresh twenty seconds? Yeah, we got a fresh twenty seconds. Okay. Are you guys wait? Are you guys ready? Ready. <laughs> ready. We're ready. Twenty seconds. And in a count of three, two. Oh. One, go. I like to use my voice sometimes, darling. And now we are at 15 seconds. 15 seconds. 15 seconds. 10 seconds. 20 seconds. Omi's not from Los Angeles. I'm Five, four, three, two, one. Real quick. Crazy, let me see. What you got there? Hey, Rick, I think... Uh, Rick, I think I might I might be out of a job next season. <laughs> okay. Damn. Man. What did you guys draw? Oh, jacket. Okay, Bella. Which one do you like the best out of the two? You pick the winner. Oh, I'm the judge of the stuff. You're the judge. Yeah, of course. Oh no. <laughs> so. Mm, which one do you like better? That looks kind of pointy. Uh huh. <laughs> you like better dang well mommy mommy said homie she said craze she okay she damn, craze right craze, now. Craze, you craze. Got a Bella. i like my best friend. that's my best friend that's why there I you like go homies homies <laughs> from, from my perspective oh so in my I actually point, i actually yeah oh, i'm I sorry i'm sorry craze, but craze. i'm gonna have to throw it on me like that was fire like i like the logo in the middle crazy you so, lose again I'll take the L only because I also stole homie's um his I like design, his logo. His design That's idea. Cool. I put a little mask on my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Damn. That's just fly. Yo, that's fire. No. That, that that's a that's a that's five minute fire. sketch. <laughs> Not a 20 seconds. He sketch. said, this all I did in 20 seconds, y'all. <laughs> yo, I'm feeling that hoodie. That's so I like the part right, that I right. said pens down. All right, ready? Okay. There you go. Thank you, Bella. Thank you for Hello. participating and being our judge. We truly do appreciate it. She gave us a thumbs up. I like that. I like that. Crazy, you're on a losing streak now. Yo, two L's in a row. I got to start practicing my boo-boo, man. You're on a losing streak. That's what everybody keeps telling you. No, Get but, it you got, but you got the shoe, though. You got the shoe. You're good. The shoe. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't like big shoes like that. <laughs> I do like a specific shoe that Omi designed. I'll get to it at the end of the episode. All right, let's go. The we next segment is distorted images. Actually, we're going to get to it right now. So it. I'm taking four images of Omi's work. I'm distorting the four images, and I'm going to ask Omi if he knows or he can identify what it is. All right, let's go. Uh, I'm going to share my screen, so this might be... Uh, might have to. Okay, I'm sharing the first image. Let me know if you all you guys see it. We see it. I see it. Yeah, we can see it, darling. Yeah. Omi, can you guess what image this is? And this, I mean, it looks like a barcode, but <laughs> let's see. Uh, is it my new shirt? My new my my new shirt? My new flannel? 
Let's see. Let's let's see exactly which one it is. Uh, boom! There. Well, it's the flannel. Hey. It's my it's my daughter's dress. Yo, that's, that's so dope. Fucking block. So dope. Thank you. You see, Bella. My, uh, Bella my like, daughter's in the background. Like that's so dope. That's dope. I wear it. Let your daughter know that that's not 20 seconds worth of work. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the next one. I'm sharing my next screen with you. See if you can identify this piece. They're all going to look like this, like a barcode. Okay. I want to say that's me wearing the the purple shirt or or the hoodie, the purple or the with the leather jacket. You sound so confident in that answer. I mean, I want to see. Let's see if you're right. Let's see. Let's see. Um, you are wearing the Lourdes shirt that we were just talking about. There, there you go. <laughs> so no. you were correct on that one. You ready for two more? Let's see. Let's, uh, let's, let's do it. I like this. One. Let's go to the next one. Um, the next two are going to be really hard for you, too. Uh, I think it could be the buckle on my, on my, on my crossbody bag. Buckle on crossbody. Let's see if he is correct. And boom! Dang! Oh, it was close, close though. <laughs> Tell us about this sneaker real quick. It, you were right, though. It was a buckle. It just wasn't it on was the back. Buckle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. This shoe was a labor of love, man. It was uh, done in January of 2019. And I partnered with the Danif Group, which is the Dominican American National Foundation. And they, uh, they pretty much told me at, during our Basel and uh, that they wanted to honor me during their um, Dominican uh, Heritage Nights in, at, at one of the NBA, up, up and coming NBA games. And I was like, wow, I'm honored. You know, that'd be amazing. So me puse la pila. And the minute he told me that, I was like, y'all want to do something for you guys. Hopefully I could raise money. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I could be the first guy that you, or, you know, first person you honor that tries to raise money for the foundation so you can keep this mm -hmm. going. Because I know how hard it is to do these events at, at NBA games, baseball, MLB games, and we're trying to do, I think, NFL. Anyways, I know how hard it is, and it's mm -hmm. not an easy thing. So anyway, so as soon as they told me that they wanted to honor me in uh, February, in January, February, I was like, okay. Um, let me put something together, you know. Yeah, let me put something together. That was December during our Basel in Miami, and I literally got the shoe done in like a couple of weeks. And they were like, at first they were like, "All right, man, whatever. If you want, if you want to try, you know." They were like, you know, I did the shoe, and no joke, when I presented it to them, they're like, "Yo, I can't even get a poster done this fast." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Yo, this is let crazy. alone a whole entire shoe." <laughs> they were like, "Yo, this is crazy." Our yeah, last image of the night is this one. Uh, man, that's... I want to say it's the Marta shoe, the black shoe. Damn, let's see. It could, it could be wrong. It could be a jacket. It could be, you know, so many. Boom. Uh -huh. It is. There you go. The Marta. <laughs> the sneaker I've been Me. talking about. The entire Clean. episode is probably one of the baddest shoes I've ever seen. Clean, um, thank you, man. When I saw it, I've seen Dex has the 
the powder blue ones. The Celeste, yeah. Yeah, and then Jay has a different. Um, well, actually, if you look at our album covers, our episode covers, I think the shoe has come out twice in our episode covers. <laughs> oh, where? Yeah, I think two different guests have worn. But this, when I first, when I saw this, I was like, yo, this is insane. That's the colorway, bro. That, I feel like that shit is fun. That right there is just, and then there's a jacket also. There's a black jacket. The, um, yeah, the jacket's a match, oh. yeah. So, yo, I'm all about jackets. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm all about jackets. Winter's coming, like, let's do this. I hope that this is still, you're still producing the shoe, right? This one? Yeah, that one's available. The the Tres Golpes was super limited, one-time run. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'll get my hands on it somehow, the Tres Golpes, but this one is the one that, because um, I saw Dex wearing his, and I was like, yo, the little fire. And he's like, Omi made these. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, he did the Tres Golpes shoe. And then that's how the discussion started. So, that's yeah, up. one of my favorite shoes. But you know why? Because black is, you can't go wrong with black. And I also like, the bottom, the design. The hey, listen, black is my black is my happy color. There you go. This is you can't go you can't go wrong with with a nice set of all like you know fresh so fresh black. We like, to, we like to close the show with a segment yeah. called three two one. Now it's three things you've been watching during these six months of quarantine. Uh, two things you've been listening to could be audio mm -hmm. and music, and then one thing you do to keep your sanity during. Uh, this crazy time. So, three, two, one, homie. What's your three things you've been watching? Between us, I've been watching a lot of videos that have to do with pattern making for shoes. Uh, okay. Pattern making is very complex for a shoe because a shoe could be easily 60 pieces to make one shoe, all the different panels. So I've been challenging myself with that more. Uh, I've been listening to a podcast called 99% Invisible. I recommend it. It's amazing. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, three things you've been listening, you've been watching, or uh, two things you've been listening to, and one thing you do to keep your sanity. Uh, the other thing that I do to keep my sanity is play with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Got to play with them because if not, you know, they go crazy if you if you don't interact with them. That's true. Tell me about it. There, there's <laughs> There she is. So uh, I want to thank Omi for coming on. Um, if you do, do anything for his uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, please let us know. We would be involved in any shape or form that we can be, as well as if you do another campaign like the Lourdes Absolutely. campaign, um, we would love. To I would. I would love to promote and push the word as well. Part of it, like modeling. I don't care what you need for, like whatever, whatever <laughs> it is. You. Me, yeah. You need me speak in a Colombian accent, darling. No, mi amor en bizcochito bien, yo se lo vendo así como que si fuera pastelitos en la calle. Hey. Did you yeah. see the Colombian show I did for, for, for um, Colombian Independence Day? No. Ah, yo, yo no soy colombiana, pero muy fácilmente tengo compadres, oh. comadres, mi madrina es colombiana, yo fácilmente así. Yo soy costarricense salvadoreña. Ah. Oh, I got it. So, you're part of the family now, Omi. Everybody that comes to the show, we uh, support their absolutely uh, their Thank programs you. or their creativeness 100%. We had Dario on last week. It's uh, this season is called More Culture, 
and you were the fashion part of the season. So thank you, everyone. You're always welcome to come on to the show. If there's any help that you need from us or you want to do something like another episode strictly on Hispanic heritage or any cause you want to do. Yeah, uh, any premieres, any causes, like anything. Like so, the floor is yours. So I just want to. I literally came here with like a portable charger. And on this call. <laughs> I was not missing this for the world. Thank you so much for being on here. Thank you, bro. I uh, continue it. creating, Omi. Love what Will you're do. doing. And um, maybe we'll have you back on because I want to talk about materials. Um, oh, which, anytime. Sure. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know about how you buy material with the materials that are available out there. And it's always dope to get the designer's perspective. You know, we had C's on and he spoke about his shoe and why he used specific elements on the shoe. So I'd love to, man. No. And, and honestly, like just even the creativeness, the you speaking about it, just doing all of this, I think is so big, you know, for like our culture. Sure. That's why, like you, like Rick said, we're doing the more, the more culture thing. Cause it's like, you know, for me, like, you know, as a Central American, as somebody from South Florida, as somebody like, that's why I love being a part of this show, because, you know, there's such a richness in New York City and in the people we meet up here and in the cultura that's up here that I, for, for me, growing up in South Florida, growing up, you know, differently, even though I was born in Long Island, like it was a thing that like, I've been chasing culture. I've been chasing, like, I want to learn more. I want to yeah. know more. I want to experience more because there's not a big Salvadorian and we get compared, you know, to the Mara Salvatrucha. We get, you know, compared to negative things, you know, and there's not a lot of Costa Ricans. I don't have, we can't, you can't name one Costa Rican artist, Singer, painter, nothing other than Maribel Guardia, wow. and everybody thinks she's Mexican. Jayla Sandoval on the Ricky show. Only so, I was asked, I was asked on YouTube to ask you about the five C's before we go. Oh, I love oh, that. So, but keep, <laughs> but keep doing it, but like keep doing it because it inspires a, a lot of us to to like not feel like we're outsiders and that we can create. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so what yeah, are yeah. Omi's five C's or what are the five C's? So the, the five C's are my approach to design. So basically I like to work backwards. So most people start with designing something and then it's like they try to like force it into a culture or a community. So what I do is before I even design or think about what's needed, I come up with the, the five C's, which is you first have to identify the content in context of a culture. And after you identify the first three content context culture sure. then you could become a part of the conversation you can either start the conversation or you can join the conversation within the culture after you get the, the first four which is content context culture conversation the fifth c comes to, to, to fruition which is create that is a perfect way to end this episode. That is so fire. I got the Love chills when you said that. Explain that. That was that was spectacular, my brother. Thank you, man. Continue creating, continue inspiring, and uh, look forward to much of the stuff that you have coming in the fall. I you know we saw the hoodie and we saw the pants um, and we saw the school dress that we were just using. But uh, I look forward to the rest of it, man. Thank you for being Thank on. I appreciate it, my brother. Likewise, man. Take care, guys. Everybody.
Much success. Thank you.